Today's episode of Against All Odds is brought to you by Captain Morgan, the official captain of Against All Odds. We are raising our glasses of Captain Morgan and Ginger to all you captains out there, whether you're a tugboat captain, captain of your intramural dodgeball team, or just live to have fun. You're all captains in our book. No matter how you choose to live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders were also brought to you by One Shining Podcast. Hey, Fraser's Podcast, you put up a new one today. Yes, we did. Congratulations. Thank you. I, you managed to uh, to make fun of Coach K again, I hope. Yes. Okay, great. Never going to stop coaching that guy. Yeah, and we should also mention, speaking of Tay Frazier, on the ringer.com right now, new merch. Oh, yeah. We have new t-shirts available. All you have to do is go to the ringer.com slash shop. One of the things you can get right now is a One Shining Podcast t-shirt. That's right. Friend of the program. Yeah, friend of the program. The Duffel Bag Boys finally have their own t-shirt. We also have New House of Carbs t-shirts. We have some stickers. If you want to put some stickers on your laptop, and I don't know why you wouldn't. So check all that out. The Degenerate Trifecta does not have a t-shirt yet. Maybe after this podcast... They will. Maybe that's maybe Harry that's their destiny. Going. Harry deserves a t-shirt. Maybe Harry's face. Coming up, the trifecta. Guest host Bill Simmons. Here we go. All right, welcome to Against All Odds. Cousin Sal is on vacation this week. We're taping this Tuesday afternoon, 3 o'clock West Coast time. Cousin Sal is actually probably at SpongeBob the Musical. As we speak, I am not making this up. Thank God I'm here. And thank God the trifecta is here. As usual, you're wizards of wagering. You're gurus of gambling. You're barons of betting. You're overlords of the odds. The degenerate trifecta. I call it the degenerate trifecta for some reason. I think it's the Boston. <laughs> Harry, you there? I'm here, man. Great to hear from you, Bill. Brother Brian? Yes, I'm here. What's up, Bill? And the parlay kid, you're there as well? That's right, pal. How's it going, my man? Wow. I don't know. This is the first time I've ever felt like it was a step down to have me guest host a podcast. I just, it's really hard to replace the cuz. Um, we're coming off a phenomenal World Cup game. We had Argentina. I assume because all three of you have gambling problems that you're, you're betting vociferously on the World Cup. Harry, let's start with you. You're on a losing streak. Uh, how are you doing with the World Cup? You know what, Bill? It, it's, I'm, I'm I'm touting these games, and then when push comes to shove, at the end, I'm pulling away. And you know what? I'm, I, if I was betting these like I normally would, I'd be losing. I mean, these games are insane. I mean, you can't even explain what's going on, really, with uh, the endings of these games, with the with goals that are scored late. Maybe we'll get into it later on. But just it, it, these 90-minute plus and uh, extra time stoppage time goals are just insane, throwing the games all out of whack with the spreads. Can you bet on those? Can you bet on stoppage time goals? That's not impossible, is it? You know, they have like uh, betting after the 80th minute, I think. Mm. Uh, I wish, yeah, I haven't seen the like extra time goals, but there's been a ton of them lately. Parlay Kid, I know you had Maradona giving middle fingers to the crowd after Argentina <laughs> went ahead 100 to 1. You must be excited. Uh, well, no, I really wasn't, uh, Bill, because... Um, I took Harry's advice last night. Harry texts, you know, he sends these texts out to us throughout the night. You know, so we're on the East Coast. He's on the West Coast. We get texts at 3 a.m., 4 a.m. East Coast time from Harry. 
He said, let's jump on Argentina, Nigeria, tie, or draw. I should say draw because uh, I know the people on Twitter get upset when we say tie. Mm. It's really called a draw in yeah. soccer. Uh, he said, plus 385, let's jump on the draw. I'm feeling a draw. I jumped on it. Uh, so today I'm feeling I'm feeling real good. Like oh wow, this is Harry. Harry didn't jump on it, by the way. So Harry doesn't even take his own bet. I jump on it. Harry's texting. Oh, I can't believe this tie is going to come in. I'm like, yes, this tie is going to come in. Harry then sends a quick text back because I'm at work. I I really couldn't follow the game as closely as I I would have liked. Harry texts back, goal. Thank goodness I didn't bet it. Wow. <laughs> So what? Look, Bill. Sometimes, sometimes I'm busy with my boss Ken. I got to run around all over the place doing things. Your boss Ken. Your boss Ken. The what is there should be a term for that when somebody leads somebody else into a gambling loss and then doesn't do them itself. I don't know what that word would be. Hey, listeners, if you have an idea for that, put that in uh, the cousin Sal's Twitter feed. Put that in the replies. If there's a word for the, uh, and it's almost like the Joe Pesci going into the room in Goodfellas and getting whacked. But some combination of that and something else. I don't know. I don't like that. Uh, (laughs) DraftKings has Daily World Cup, and I have not partaken yet. But every day I've gone and made believe I was going to do a lineup and almost done it and then not done it. Because you know what kills me is at some point you're just looking at the Uruguayan midfielders going, what am I doing with my life? You guys have not done the. You guys have not done a DraftKings lineup for this during any of the games, right? No, we haven't. How does the scoring work in that anyway, Bill? Like I, I don't even know. It's just the goal and yeah, I think it's just goals and assists. So, like, uh, you know, I was I almost did one yesterday. Ronaldo's thirteen million dollars, right? I, I would assume everybody on the planet's going to have Ronaldo in their DraftKings lineup. So the move would be to go the other way, and not have him, and hope he doesn't hmm. score, but. It just seemed dark. It seemed unseemly. It's much more fun to bet on this. Do you bet on the winner or, or do you think it makes more sense to do the goal? Like Germany on, I think, Sunday was favored minus one, but then they, there was the money line bet too, or maybe it was Saturday. And it almost seemed like if you thought Germany was going to blow them out, it makes more sense to give the minus one. Is there any rhyme or reason to that? I don't think any of us have been betting that. I think out of the four of us, I don't think we've touched that once. I think it's mostly like the over-unders of two and a half for the games or then either or I think I've been betting probably mostly like ties or and I've been getting killed lately. But uh, except for Denmark-France that hit today, that was a nice one. So, but, may, uh, so maybe... Over-under two and a half is the best thing. So maybe... Uh... Maybe the rule is just don't bet on the World Cup if you don't know that much about soccer. Is that what we're learning? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's winning? That's the the problem. We're degenerates. Like, we have to bet on everything. I mean, we had talked about last week, like, there's not a lot going on. But, like, as degenerates, like, we find everything to bet on. I can't stop. Like, I'm I'm betting NHL draft. Hold on. Go backwards. What? (laughs) What are you betting on the NHL draft? Oh, yeah, I bet there's Bavada put out about like 30 props. I bet the under a half a goalie taken in the first round. It was like minus 300, so I was giving a lot. But I but I hit on that one. I, I, I lost on it last year, so I was like, I'm going to get redemption this year. So I hit on that well, one. Well, wait a second. What if half a goalie does get taken? Do you, you, you push at that point? What if it's a little person goalie? I guess so. I guess so. So. I, I know nothing about the hockey draft either, but what I'll do beforehand is like a week leading up to it, I'll, I will review every possible NHL mock draft, and I'm like, all right, nobody has a goalie in the top 
45 picks out of the top, you know, out of these 10 mock drafts. So that that's how I come up with some of my reasoning for it. You know, I was the father of the year. My uh, of the year, Brian. My well, my father <laughs> who um I I feel like someday he's going to pass. Hopefully it won't be for the next 50 years, but one of the things, you know, when people truly love sports, there's these little moments and you go, wow, that guy really likes sports. My dad loves the NHL draft and the Bruins usually pick near the end of the draft. And somehow he has guys heading into the draft. Like I really, I really like this defenseman from Saskatchewan. It's like, how do you, there's no way you know this. You read two mock drafts, but he just decides that he has his people. I, uh, I did not know you could bet on the NHL draft though. That's pretty spectacular. Bill, if there's if there's a bet out there, Brother Bry can find it. I, honestly, it is unbelievable no what he does with with his betting and what he can win on uh, or lose on. But he can find the most obscure bets out there. So if you if there's if there's a sport out there, he can bet on it. He has bet on it. Uh, that's for sure. So one thing I was thinking with the World Cup is, you know, like you look at the Argentina thing today. If you think Argentina is going to win in advance, they also need another result to happen. I guess this question is tailor made for the parlay kid. But you look at tomorrow; all four things are all four teams have a chance to advance tomorrow in the first group. Do you right, just so- do you just pick the two teams you think are going to advance and put them together and hope you're right? Uh, listen, I've been wrong on every parlay I've taken in this World Cup so far. Now that might be the advantage because you it's kind of a little bit more straightforward tomorrow. You know, some teams you win, you advance. Uh, like for example, I could you know right now, uh, your team you guys you love Colombia, right? Yeah, I got Colombia. Right? Me that's, and the Colombians are in. Yeah. Okay, uh, I got them on something tomorrow. I can maybe share with that a little bit later as we go along. But you're exactly right. I this the parlaying business has been really tough with this World Cup so far. The couple bets I've won have just been, uh, you know, single teams, you know, under two and a half, over two and a half. The parlays have not come in. But tomorrow Hmm. could be a day for parlays. What's here? It could be. It could be. Give me one. Give me a taste. Well, I'll tell you what. I I do part of my best bet, if I was going to be making a best bet this week, so uh, I don't want to give too much away right now, but I do have Columbia Mm. on a best bet. Okay, I, I I love them. I think uh, that's, Thursday, that's Thursday, though, Derek. Well, yeah, th- Thursday. Well, basically this the next round, okay? Because I'm much uh, this this upcoming games. I think a little bit more straightforward. So yeah, so tomorrow, uh, I think Brother Brian has some uh, better ideas than me for tomorrow because I'm really looking at that Columbia game, Bill. Do you and your brother do you bet together that often, or have you found that that doesn't uh, work? You know, it's it's funny that you say that. Uh, I try to. He's been on a hot streak, mm. so a lot of times I do jump on. He'll sell, send. Uh, you know, he'll tell me what he's betting, and I jump on it when he's hot. And right now, Brian is very hot. He could say he's not so hot with this World Cup, but uh, he's been winning a lot more lately than losing. I'd literally say he's almost at like a seventy-five percent clip, if not above, well, over the last month of betting. Well, they say yeah, like the last two last yeah, two months have been lucky. They say in sports, usually the little brother is a better athlete because he's trying to catch up as a child to the older, more experienced, bigger brother and gets gets his reps and gets the shit kicked out of him and then becomes better. Maybe that's what's happening here. I don't know. 
Yeah, it's very possible. <laughs> Phil, did you know that the Parley kid was also my coach in high school too, which is which is really weird. Wow. Harry, who do you yeah. think is a better yeah. gambler? If you had to bet your life on one of their bets, who would you pick? Better gambler, I'd have to Come on. go with Brian. Because yes, wow. I would even say that. Only because Darren, uh, Brian, like like uh, like Darren says, Brian is. I text Brian. I did, yeah, it's true. I did text him last night, asked him a question about the uh, worthless uh, South uh, Saudi Arabia game yesterday. What the line was? Brian gets back to me on East Coast time at about three twelve a.m. <laughs> I mean, he knows everything about everything. He knows every line down cold. He's phenomenal. He really I will is. say, Bill, it's hard to get sleep with Harry. Like, living on the East Coast, Harry will send, he'll ask listen, me these listen, questions Sal throughout the week. Bill, Sal sends 22. Right, yeah. <laughs> you got to turn your notifications off with Harry and Sal. Tate, you've been producing this pod for a long time. Which which of the trifecta has impressed you the most? I think I'll, I'll give it to Harry just because I'm a homer. You know, I'll give it to Harry. Wow, he's a homer <laughs> for Harry. Yeah. Good one, Tate. Yes, that's great. Hey, yeah. Hey, Bill. It is. It is a fact. Harry off the show had had literally up until yesterday lost like about twenty five straight bets. I'm not kidding. About twenty five straight bets. Well, twenty five straight parlay. Let's talk about that parlay. because okay. there there's been some theories on the internet about this. Obviously, um, Harry's now an A list celebrity. He gets dissected the same way Pete <laughs> Davidson and Ariana Grande's relationship <laughs> and all these other things. And uh. And the word on the street is that Harry has a girlfriend that he met on OKCupid. And since he has since he has met this young lady, the conservative estimate is he's lost about twenty five parlays in a row. True or false, Harry? Oh, true. And, and absolutely true. Everything is uh, everything had been uh, losing heartbreakers. I was losing, and then then I was losing like in the first when when the Rockets were playing. Uh, the Warriors, I was losing in the first, I was betting overs in the first quarter. I was losing every game and I was done by the first quarter. It was, I couldn't hit a thing. And then all of a sudden I finally hit one, uh, as of yesterday, which, uh, I had a sweat out, uh, I ran not to beat Portugal. So I hit a, uh, 18 <laughs> ridiculous parlay. And now that Tunisia can't advance either, uh, I hit the parlay. Nice. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Is is it true you met her on OKCupid? Okay Harry, can you tell Bill though it was like an eight teamer that paid like plus one fifty? Yeah, yeah, it was, it, yeah it, everything was minus one fifty or higher, but still, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Bill, sometimes slump that was, that's what you call a slump buster. I had to get a parlay out minus eight hundred, minus seven hundred, just to get a W. Harry, uh, is it true you met her on OKCupid? I did, I did. Is it true Ken is super jealous of the whole thing and very upset and feels like left out? You know what? Uh, at times, it depends on how Ken's doing. Now he Ken's been great. He's been fine. Everything's good. He's uh, actually uh, happy uh, about the whole thing, so it's not too bad. But he is a little upset from time to time that I am not getting his breakfast for him in the morning on Sundays now. Parlay kid, oh. um, Harry, maybe the money gods have decided Harry has to be paying somebody at all times. So if he's yeah. if he now has a girlfriend, he doesn't have to pay for sex ever. Maybe now he's pay- now he's paying in gambling <laughs> losses, and maybe that's where the money shifted. Is that conceivable? It's very conceivable, Bill. That is that is you're right on that's, that's you're right on the money, hundred oh, percent. That's it too. That, that's, that's it. That the, is exactly the, right. The money has to go somewhere, right? Um, <laughs> that's right. I will say with the World Cup, but, the but, the NBA ended early. You know, we we four games all yeah. some were done. 
yeah. the the hockey ended relatively early, and the draft, yep. the two drafts were pretty early. If we didn't have the World Cup right now, these would be dark times. I don't know what we would be doing with ourselves. Yeah, you know what, Bill? As uh, as really, I'm really not a soccer guy until this really World Cup because you know these guys got me betting on it, so I've been following it a lot more closely. But you're exactly right. Thank God for the World Cup right now. There'd be nothing else going on. You'd be watching the uh, Quicken Loans golf tournament uh, this weekend, <laughs> yeah, is which we'll probably that be thing? watching anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. I didn't know there was a quick and loads golf tournament. Well, we have some NBA free agency stuff we got to talk about too, but I, uh, yeah, I actually, I got to say, we'll, we'll finish with the world cup here. Um, not having America in it has actually made me more interested in the world cup for some reason, because yeah. I, I just, I'm not focused on America. Who are we playing? Oh my God. Why do we suck so much? We got to get better athletes in here and, and doing that whole rabbit hole. And now I'm just watching the games and enjoying them. You you guys feel the same way, or is that, or do you miss America? I think I, th- I think it'd, it'd be much. Obviously, America's in. Everyone gets around and celebrates, especially if, if they had uh, a shot making it to the next round. You know, everyone gets together and watches. Of course, and with it being in Russia, it's a little different now too with the time difference. But uh, but you know what? Come next, come this weekend. We're all going to be watching these games. You know we are. We're yeah. all going to be watching regardless. We're Agreed. all going to be watching. Yeah. I think the biggest maybe the biggest maybe gambling mistake was not just shorting Panama, who is the worst soccer team I think I've ever seen. I don't know what the odds were like for the, the goal differential, but holy mackerel, they were so bad. I had him on, the, on his parlay that one not to make the – not to advance. Right. I guarantee it. Jesus. Look, Bill, by the way, look, if, if Argentina wins the next game against France and Portugal beats Uruguay – you got Chris Ronaldo versus Messi. Who, who's, who's not tuning in to watch that all around the world? Yeah, they Rob, my friend Rob Stone, who hosts the the Fox Show, mentioned that casually after this game. He's like, and if it, if it somehow gets the quarterfinals, we'll have Messi and Ronaldo. And I was yeah. like, oh, like I, I actually had like a TV orgasm listening to that. Uh, <laughs> before we end up with the World Cup, though, do you guys want to talk about the future odds for the whole thing, or is it? Or is it just throwing darts against the wall? Uh, yeah, sure. Why, why not? I mean, do you do you like anything built? Like, have you adopted a team besides Colombia right now? Like, are you rooting? I, I feel like a lot of people are pulling for Mexico right now. Mexico's fun, but you know that's that's you know that's not actually going to happen because I really think that would be like the Cubs winning the World Series multiplied by like a thousand. It was just bring too yeah. much joy to too many people. It's like inconceivable. I don't know what Mexico would do. I don't. I I think the country would actually shut down. I don't know how they would recover. They would just that would be it. They would just be celebrating for three months. I don't know how they would re- regroup. Spain, Spain is four to one favorites, which surprised me because I feel like I've watched all of these games. Brazil is five to one. Belgium seven to one. Germany seven to one. France eight to one. England nine to one. Argentina climbing back to twelve to one. Croatia stunningly twelve to one. Portugal twenty two to one. Mexico twenty five to one. And then we go into the Uruguay, Colombia, all those teams. Uh, Brother Bry, who do you like out of all the teams I mentioned? Ooh, um, you know, I, it's funny. I uh, going in, I like Spain. And I think I'll probably stick with them because I I do like that right side of the bracket because that's going to be a little bit easier because Spain's going to be on with uh, they'll be on with Croatia and then they'll also be on with uh, Mexico likely and right and then the winner of that group H so I think that's the good side to be on because there's a good chance like Brazil might play 
could well, there's a good chance they're going to play Germany in that first round. So yeah. And then you're going to have yeah, you have Uruguay, you have France all on that side. So I kind of like I don't know if I would take Spain to win it all, but I might take Spain to reach the finals. Part of that kid? Well, I'm very impressed with the fact that Brian just knows really where these brackets are already shaping mm. up and where these teams are going to fall. That That's pretty impressive. It's pretty good. Uh, for me, look, I'm a long shot type of guy here uh, with, with soccer. Kind of like the way I feel sometimes about hockey. Sometimes not, you know, it's not always the best team that wins. Uh, I would go for more value here. And again, for me, this is more throwing a dart, Bill. Uh, but I, right now, if I was just going to pick a team, I, I kind of like the way Belgium is playing. I think kind of an under-the-radar team. I think you just said they were like 7-1. to Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of like those odds for a team that, uh, I, I, at least when I when I watched, now I've watched probably about 12 games so far, at least in and out of 12 to 15 games. And uh, they've been one of the more impressive teams. But again, it's, it could be just the draw they had or whatever. But So I'm throwing more of a dart there, but... I like. I would take more of a a long shot, even though I don't really know if they would be considered a long shot at seven to one. But uh, yeah, that, that's that's my take. But it's not much of a take. Uh, I can promise you they're not a long shot since they're like the fourth highest favorite team. But you, if you want to mentally, yeah, well, you know, if you want to consider them I, a know, long shot, that's fine for your for just your confidence. <laughs> that's fine. Yes, <laughs> yes. I prefer that seven to one. Though it's not. That's not. No, that's pretty good odds for a team. You, you you like that Belgium seven to one? Would you would you consider they have a shot? I mean, so I, I think so. The two the two most surprisingly good teams. I've watched an incredible amount of the World Cup, and the fact that it comes on early on the West Coast has been just a godsend. It's just great to wake up to. Yeah. The two teams that I was really impressed by, knowing nothing about what I was really going to see other than just being able to recognize yep. players from different teams. Can I guess one of them, Bill? Yeah, please. You're all over Uruguay. No, it was actually Belgium. Really? And, no, no, that over you. They haven't given up a goal yet. No, it was it was Belgium and Croatia. I really like Croatia. Was, see that? There we go. Okay. Yeah, well, Croatia. Well, they beat Argentina three nothing, right? I mean, so. Um, I, I judged a few. That, listen, and and the parlay kid can identify with this because he has seventeen kids in various forms of youth sports. Uh, I spend my weekends watching yeah. girls soccer and yeah. I actually feel like I know a little bit about soccer now and what to do and, and the ball moving. So I tend to respect the teams mm-hmm. that just kind of play the styles I like. And I was really impressed by Croatia. I liked how they move the ball around. I like their midfielders, but I don't know if it's like the NBA playoffs where you see these teams in the earlier rounds and right. you just get super, you'll be like, Oh, you know who could win the title? The new Orleans Pelicans. <laughs> And then the next right. round comes and they get their ass kicked. But uh, from a value standpoint, Croatia twelve to one at least seems decent. I still think Colombia thirty three to one is is kind of undervalued because that first game they lost, the guy got a red card in three minutes. You know, it's pretty fluky. Right. And uh, the odds should be a little higher. Harry, your pick is going to be sponsored by OKCupid.com. Uh, what what uh, what long shot or non long shot bet do you like the most? Like I said, I like that. I like Uruguay at twenty-five to one. Um, okay, they haven't given up a goal. Uh, Luis Suarez, their best player, he scored early in back-to-back games. Give uh, give their team a one-nothing lead right off the bat. So, uh, and those have those have held up. Like I said, they haven't given up a goal. They've been phenomenal on defense. They're out shooting uh, their opponents by like uh, I think it's plus. They have in three games they have plus eight more shots than their opponent that are on net. 
uh, like ten more or eight more uh, uh, corner kicks than their opponents. They're all over the ball, and obviously with that stat, those two stats, they're all over the offensive end. So at twenty-five to one, if they can get by Portugal, um, who in their win, Portugal only beat uh, they they beat Morocco and they got outplayed. I Me and Brian talked about that game before, where uh, they just got totally outplayed, but they won that game. So if they get by that, look out at twenty-five to one, Uruguay. They haven't given up a goal. Brother Brian, Harry. I mean, uh, brother Brian and uh, Parlay Kid. I'm gonna ask Harry to name at least two countries that border Uruguay on a map. I'll give you over under of one and a half. Are you going over or under? Under, definitely. Under. Under. Okay. Mm-hmm. Harry, can you name two countries that border Uruguay? I'll try Paraguay, and I'll try Argentina. Um. Do we even know if that's right? You're, <laughs> you're you're under. The two countries are Argentina and Brazil that border Uruguay. So, yep. congratulations. The brothers win again. We're going to take a break. We're coming right back. <laughs> All right. If you love to score amazing deals in incredible hotels, you'll love Hotel Tonight. Hotel Tonight partners with hotels to help them sell their unsold rooms, helping you find sweet deals at cool top-rated hotels. They show you the best deals at hotels you actually want to stay at. No more scrolling through endless lists of choices. Even though their name's Hotel Tonight, they're not just for last-minute bookings. Book in advance. Perfect for planners and procrastinators alike. Hotel Tonight. Perfect for spontaneous weekend getaways, staycations, three-day weekends, road trips, business bookings, and more. So easy to use. Book in 10 seconds, three taps, and a swipe. And they even have the HT Perks program. The more you book, the better the deals get. If you heard me on the Bill Simmons podcast, I've talked about Hotel Tonight many times. I've used Hotel Tonight for my daughter's soccer tournament. I'm sure the parlay kid with one of his 17 kids has probably used Hotel Tonight as well. Get the Hotel Tonight app right now. Start scoring amazing deals in incredible hotels. Hotel Tonight, the only booking app you need and the only one I use when I'm on the road. While we're here, let's talk about Blue Apron. With fresh non-GMO ingredients and chef-designed seasonal recipes delivered to your door, Blue Apron lets you see the power of what food can do. Better yet, Blue Apron is completely flexible. Choose from two, three, or four weekly recipes based on what fits your schedule. And now, in order of summer, Blue Apron offering delicious meals that are great on the grill like the honey chipotle glazed chicken with poblano and lime rice. Add smoky depth to your dinner while enjoying the warm weather. I can't remember the first time Blue Apron sent me food. I just remember that my wife cooked it for, I think, three straight days and was relieved she didn't have to cook herself. It was delicious. Check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals for free at blueapron.com slash odds. That is blueapron.com slash odds to get your first three meals free. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Back to the podcast. All right, we're back. Let's, uh, we had the NBA draft last week quickly. Rookie of the year odds are out now. Mm. Kind of fun. I am actually not allowed to give my take on this because I have a vote and I don't want to lose it. But I yeah. will read you guys the odds and you can tell me what you think. Aiton on the Suns is 13 to 5. Luka Doncic, 3 to 1. The Bagman Marvin Bagley is 9 to 2. Tate, you're getting in on this one too, by the way. Trey Young, 7 to 1. Jaron Jackson's not winning. Mo Bamba's not winning. Knox definitely not. Porter's not playing. Michael Mikael Bridges twenty two to one. Colin Sexton twenty two to one. 
file that one away. Yeah. And then I, uh, nobody else has a chance. Uh, Brother Bry, who do you like? Yeah, so like you said, I think there's only five guys you could potentially take in this. Aiton, Doncic, Bagley, Young, or Sexton, right? I, I think, I think yes. that's what you just even said. Yep. And maybe maybe Tate, maybe Miles Bridges is like 28 to 1. I mean, is that like a, I mean, maybe a sleeper? No, nah, he's, no. Nah. I, I don't think there's any way that nah. he plays that much. I mean, I would hope so, I, you know, but I don't see that. Don't suck up to Tate. You don't need to. He already, <laughs> he already likes all you guys. You don't need to suck up to Tate. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I, I know I'm not going out on a limb here, but I would probably take, I, I, I'd, I'd go eight and at plus 260. I guarantee by sometime next year, all of a sudden we'll be looking and we'll be like, oh man, he's even odds. I just think like Doncic, I think it's going to take him a little bit of time to get acclimated to the NBA game. Bagley, I just don't know if he's like strong enough physically coming in. And mm. I think, uh, I think Aiton's probably going to be similar to Towns in terms of his stats coming in. So I, and every year when you look at the NBA, draft i mean you would say usually there's only four or five guys to win and that's typically usually what what comes out at the end i think brogdon was an anomaly two years ago right you would say he's yeah we didn't one. but that that he, we didn't have a those draft class didn't have a guy. great either no. so, yeah but uh, it's definitely going to be one of those five i, I would go eat no part of that kid yeah it will bill if i could quickly mention that finally last night now they had the ward ceremony Brian and I finally won some bets. Brian had uh, Gobert as Defensive Player of the Year. Mm. I finally won my parlay. I put this parlay in a long, long time ago. I had Warriors to win the championship, Harden MVP, Simmons Rookie of the Year. Finally, we had to wait like six months for this stuff to finally, finally cash in on these things. But we did win uh, last night. Congratulations! And a year ago, on, thank you very much. And a year ago on this podcast, I did say. Simmons, hands down, rookie of the year, but his odds were four to one. So again, going with the long shot, and as you were saying, and you, I know you kind of like it. I know Tate likes it. So Tate, I don't want to steal your thunder here, but Colin Sexton could be—he might have fallen into a perfect opportunity for himself here on a LeBronless Cavalier team. The ball in his hand most of the game. The guy's an attacker. He's going to score points. Sometimes I think, you know, obviously the winning helps, but if this guy is putting up 16 points, six assists, four rebounds a game, at 22 to 1, that's great value for a guy that really could be the face of their franchise going forward. So I, I like Colin Sexton. I agree. That was the one long shot pick that, uh, that jumped yeah. out to me as well. Who do you have, Harry? Well, I got Trey Young at 7 to 1. He could get 15 to 18 points a game instantly. Look, the Hawks had 24 wins. They were second worst point per game team in the East last year. Somebody's going to have to take shots and create opportunities for players. I think Young can be the guy on this team. Uh, besides the scoring uh, at Oklahoma, he, uh, he also had it's tied for the most assists ever in a college game with 22. He tied my boy Sherman Douglas from Syracuse. So I think it's a great chance for Trey to be an instant offensive weapon for the Hawks. Tate, who do you have? I actually like that pick, Harry. I like Trey Young just because of the opportunity, and I think they'll get Schroeder out of there. So I, I like seven to one there. I have a, a forty to one long shot odds. Okay, uh, Gilgis Alexander mm. uh, out with the Clippers. I, I just think being in LA, he's going to get a lot of eyeballs. He's going to do some athletic stuff. People may 
buy into the hype there and give him a chance. And then I also like Jerome Robinson. I don't even know what his odds are. I don't even think he's listed. Not listed, yeah. Uh, but the 13th pick, um, I know that Lou Williams mm. is there, but I think he's going to get a lot of shots. And I know that Jerry West is a, a big fan of him and basically has called him the next C.J. McCollum. So that could mm. be someone to look out for. So I, I think I can talk about this without jeopardizing my vote. I, one of the things that's fun about this rookie of the year class is I don't think any of these guys who are going to be the contenders are going to be on good teams. So right. at that point, it just becomes good stats, bad team guys. And to me, two guys jump out. I First of all, the Trey Young odds are, are too high right now. Seven to one, I think is stupid because what's going to happen is he's going to go to summer league next week. And we're going to have many ringer staffers that are going to be there to check out uh, Summer League next week, by the way. But nobody plays defense in Summer League. Nobody, he he went from a situation where in college he's getting chipped and the three guys getting thrown at him and getting, Summer League is a free for all. There's no defense whatsoever. And you saw last year, Lonzo looked like the greatest point guard of all time in Summer League. Trey Young's going to have a game where he makes like 13 threes in one of these summer league games and people are going to lose their fucking minds or has like 15 assists or has fate. Yeah. He's going to put up like a 42 and 17 summer league is right. like yep. the greatest thing for Trey young. And I think those seven to one odds drop, I would pick. So I would, I would get in now on that. I just think it's a good long shot bet before the odds drop. I think Bagley's going to win rookie of the year though, because I just think he's going to put up stats on a bad team and a team that needs yeah. his stats don't you think Tate? Is it realistic he could be like twenty-two and eleven next yeah, year? Absolutely, twenty and ten. He's—I mean—that's what he does. Yeah, that's, that's what he what, he's just getting stats, and he's gonna—he'll give up twenty-five <laughs> points to the other end. But uh, I like those two the most. The—the the only other yeah. one that I just thought from an odd standpoint was just mildly interesting was was uh, Wendell Carter. Just because I think he's gonna play, right? Yeah, because he's the five, and then you got Laurie at the four. I mean, yeah, and and there's a chance he might be way better than. I think maybe people realize because he was kind of the secondary Duke guy. And you've seen his mom come out and basically say he he sacrificed a bunch of touches because they reclassed Bagley. Yeah, she, she was very upset about that. So. so I have my eye on him because he could be like, if they're if he's like a sixteen and ten guy next year and the Bulls are actually good and in eight seed and people are like, oh, it's, it should be a winning team that gets a rookie of the year. I could see that, but I would bet on Bagley. All right, that's that's a really fun group of rookies though. I can't remember nobody being a better favorite than two to one. Usually we have one guy who's uh, who's a little bit up there. Um, all right, let's let's go to uh, baseball. So yeah. these these odds are as of Sunday. The Yankees were minus two hundred to win the yeah. AL East. The Red Sox plus one sixty, and they're playing yeah. this weekend. Parlay kid. Yeah, well, you know, Bill, it's funny though. The odds of actually the Yankees are now minus one seventy, Red Sox plus one forty. So. Kind of in a few days here, it's really changed. And, uh, well, let's face it. I mean, in this AL East, so we're talking about to winning the AL East. This, we got a big series coming up. A lot of fun, right? Yeah. Uh, per- perfect timing for it, too. If you want to get away from, um, you know, the soccer a little bit, at least, with this series. This is a huge series. Two dominant teams, right? Uh, su- surprising stat. You know, Bill, want to hear a crazy stat? The Yankees have gone under in 16 of the last 18 games. If you've bet the under on the Yankee games in the last 18, 16 have gone under. Hmm. Isn't that incredible with an offense like the Yankees? You wouldn't expect that to happen. But they, are, they, are, they do have the 11th best batting average 
in the American League. They're not really hitting the ball. Uh, they're pitching. They've had some injuries. I actually think the Yankees are going to – I think they're just going to get better as the year goes on. I think Boston's an excellent team. Boston, about 102 wins. The Yankees are going to win about 108 games this year. I think that's a fact. But this is going to be a fun – let's face it, Bill. You hate the Yankees. I hate the Red Sox. <laughs> but this is great for baseball, right? Isn't this great for baseball to have these two teams on top – battling it out right now. I, I love it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, when when uh the Joe Kelly fight and then the next series when he went to Yankee Stadium and the crowd like lost their shit and were just treating him like Bin Laden was yeah, walking we, back at the mound. It was just we, fantastic. I loved it. We we need yeah, we need more of that in baseball. And let me ask you quick, I know your dad's a big fan. Yeah. Where what does your dad rank the four majors then? Where does he where does he go with that? Are the Red Sox one? Are they four? Are they three? Where do they fall in his well, his major Cel- sport category. Celtics are one because he has he's had the season tickets since I was four years old, so they're always going to be one gotcha. just because he's been to a lot of the games. I think the Pats, it's the the two three four has varied depending yeah. on the year, and I think the Red Sox were really kind of one B to the Celtics one A because of the eighty six year curse right. thing. But now, right. Boston is such a Patriots town. It's the it's the biggest yeah. thing that's changed since I moved. I moved in 02. The Pats are the number one team in in Boston. It's not close. I mean that you you if sports radio right now yeah. they're probably talking about uh, Tom Brady and the OTAs and that's just they're just wow. obsessed with it. So it's hard not to get caught up in that. I think the one the other thing that's yeah. definitely happened is the Bruins have dropped to a distant fourth. Yeah, it seems like. That's- Absolutely. Even though he's into the draft still, that's pretty good. No, no, no. He, but, he, they're still there. It's just I, hockey is yeah. regular season hockey is so stupid. You know, it, it just doesn't yeah, matter I, until I, you make the playoffs. So you're right. You're um, right. But, but this, this this Yankee Red Sox thing is awesome. It's great for baseball. I like the bad blood, but I still like the Yankees at minus one seventy. I, I do think their bats get a little bit better as the season goes on. So again, biased. Yes. Well. I'm but gl- I do think they're just slightly better. I'm glad you brought up their offense because it's interesting. They've scored less runs than the Astros and the Red Sox. And I know. I, know. I talked about this on my podcast yesterday with my buddy Jacko. I don't understand how the Astros are only two to one. They're still the favorites, but I just think that team is a freaking juggernaut. And they also have the ability to, you know, they have prospects and things to trade. And if they wanted to go get an yep. A-list closer, they could do that. Their starters are lights out. They can produce offense, and I, you know, I think at one point they were only seven or eight games over five hundred, and now their record is as good as the Yankees and the Red Sox. I wonder if two weeks from now, if that's not even odds instead of mm-hmm. plus two hundred. But um, we'll see. Hey, uh, uh, brother Brian, what do you think? Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, I've been staring at that Houston like plus four fifty to win the World Series for like the last week and a half. Because what's going to happen is the Yankees in the postseason that they're going to struggle against some of those righties. I mean, I think it, right. if they play the Red Sox, they'll match up well with Sale and Price. I think uh, in the playoffs. But I don't know. I was gonna I was gonna ask you, Bill. Do you hate this Yankees team though? Like I, I've actually this is the first time I probably don't actually really hate the Red Sox team. I know it sounds right. sounds bad as a Yankee fan, but no Pedroia, no Hanley. Now there's not a lot of guys other than Kelly that. I dislike at this point. Like, well, is there anybody on the Yankees that you really dislike? I mean, I think they need to start some more bad blood this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, obviously, um, Brett Gardner is very easy not to like. Um, can <laughs> always his forehead or 
can always get into. You know, he's he's just one of those. He's not that good, but you hate when he comes up in a big spot against your team where it's like the eighth inning. The Yanks are down right. four to two. There's a guy in second and first. The crowd's getting into it. And he just has one of those 11 pitch at bats and then fists one yep. over the second baseman. And you just want to like throw the remote control. He bothers me. Uh, Stanton obviously is fun to make fun of. Like the fact that he has a roommate, I think is really funny. The fact that he, he uh, was upset beginning of the season because his furniture was delayed. All that stuff's great. It's fun to make fun of Sonny Gray. I enjoy that. Chapman, uh, uh. Chapman's obviously had his domestic domestic uh, issues, so it's it's not an easy guy to like, oh, to boy. say the least. Oh, so no. the point They're is, right. I can talk myself into not liking Yankees. So don't you worry, could. don't worry yeah. about me. Yeah. Don't worry about me. I can get there. <laughs> <laughs> Who are the Who's the most unlikable Red Sox guy with Pedroia? I know the Yankee fans hate Pedroia. You know, as a Yankee fan, I actually oh, I, uh, I I respect Pedroia. I actually think he's a really just a gritty. He's not really a ton of talent, but just a gritty ball player. So I actually don't really hate him. I think Hanley Ramirez was the guy yeah. I hated. Yeah. Uh, there was something about him I didn't like. And I have a feeling the Red Sox fans didn't even like him at times. So uh, even, you know, so, but right now, I, David Price, something about Price rubs me the wrong way. The Yankees do own Price, though. Yeah. I shouldn't actually hate him. I probably should love him. But uh, I don't particularly like him. Uh, but other than that, oh boy! I mean, well, it's, hard. it's hard. Maybe Devers. I'm something about this Devers character. You know, I'm not sure about him either. <laughs> well, maybe we have to trade for Machado, so you'd have somebody to really, really oh, hate. Oh boy! Yeah, then you'd hate. Yes, I would hate Machado on the Red Sox. Bill, let me ask you: How many home runs is JD Martinez going to hit? Because I have the under 39 and a half, and it is not looking good. Oh my God! He's there's unless he gets hurt, there's no way he's. He's. Uh, I, was, I was sending out texts to like. Yeah, there's no way. Like every day, it. it seemed like for every day for a month, he was hitting a home run. He's actually better than I thought he was going to be. I I wasn't pre- I wasn't prepared he's for average this year too. Yeah, he's just you. Three twenty five. You, you always want him to come up, and occasionally he'll hit balls to like right center, and you're like, oh, that's a that's going to be out, and then they cut to the wide shot, and it's going to like the tenth row of the outfield. You're like, what happened? Uh, he's, he's really good. I know Stanton's catching on too a little bit and I'm sure it's been yeah fun to watch some of his power. Harry, do you care about any of this? Oh, actually I, I'm, 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 I'll take the plus 140 with the Red Sox. I mean, I think they just have better hitters. They have four regular starters hitting 290 or higher while the Yankees don't have one. Uh, Benedendi is, is on pace for 25 homers over a hundred RBIs. Yeah. Uh, Sanchez hurts the Yankees going on the DL and they look terrible and getting swept by Tampa. And like Darren mentioned earlier, you know, Yankees hitting 250 as a team, and uh, Sal looked. Uh, it was very convincing. He looked very good on uh, Sunday against Seattle. So things look good for Boston, I think. Uh, and on the, but on the bright side for the parlay kid, as you just mentioned, Sonny Gray, uh, Bill. Sonny Gray's ERA right now, parlay kid, is a smidge under five. So you got that going for you. Mm, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, I do have him over 11 and a half wins, Bill. So that's Ooh. why Harry brings that up because he's at five right now. It's going to be close. It's going to be very close for him to get that 11 and a half one. The ZRA is just under five. You heard me. Well, right? I'm, <laughs> I'm biased on this, but I think I, I don't understand why anybody's favored over anybody in this. And it seems like there's still value in the plus 140. I think the Red Sox have better starting pitching. The, their setup guys aren't nearly as good would be the one thing that they're definitely yeah. uh, not as good as the Yankees. But the Sanchez thing's a big deal. You got Austin Romine playing for two weeks now, you know, and – 
and uh, a team that really hasn't caught fire offensively the way I think people seem to think they are offensively. It's not. It's not like Judge has been right. lights out. I, they haven't had. You're right. They haven't had one of those weeks where they've just ripped through the league. But I think the flip side is July is when that starts to happen. You have, you know, it's ninety degrees, ninety five degrees, couple double headers, right. makeup games. You're going. Guys go down. Somebody's four starter has Tommy John surgery, and then you, and then all of a sudden you're lame basting teams. Tate, do you have an opinion on this? Uh, I haven't watched much baseball. Okay, Tate's year. Tate's all in on college basketball now. <laughs> that's for, that's his calling now. Um, Tate's a Yankee fan now, right? Tate, come on, back us up, Jesus. Yeah, uh, he's in LA. Once Sanchez went down, it, it was tough. I Tate's going. He's going to MLS games now. Oh, he's yeah. he's really I'm, lost I'm it. Sellout. He's I'm a California sellout. He's lost. He's lost this whole thing. Hey, it's time for uh, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. One of our favorite things. Every week, sound the degenerate trifecta set sail. They tackle fake gambling propositions related to sports and pop culture events. Here is the one Sal decided to do this week. Which current NBA coach would make the best summer camp counselor? Here are the odds. Brad Stevens, 5-2. to two. Steve Kerr, 4-1. to one. The surly Greg Popovich at 12-1. to one. And the field, you got everybody else at 4-1. to one. Harry, who do you have? You know what? It says best camp counselor and not best camp coach. So with that said, I think I'm going to go with Steve Kerr at 4-1. to Oh, why? Stevens, yeah, Stevens will be like Mr. Nice Guy, just doing his basic teaching. Pop would be just like too tough on like the fat kids, you know? Like, yeah. So, so, <laughs> so I got to go with Kerr. Kerr's the perfect mix of like a teacher and a cool guy. He might even let some kids coach certain camp games like he let his uh, Warriors do against my son back in February. So give me Camp Counselor Kerr at 4-1. to one. All right. Brother Bry? Yeah, I'd, I'd go if I couldn't. Well, can I go Dwayne Casey over Fred? Oh, Stevens? too soon. Too uh, soon. Poor Dwayne Casey. <laughs> no, I'll take Stevens on this one. He should be like even odds. I don't know how, how Captain Morgan's came up with these odds. He, he definitely relates to the younger de- generation more. I I don't think I've ever seen the guy yell at anyone. He's he's just constantly coaching and teaching. So he's, he'd be the ideal counselor. Like Pops would definitely scare off the kids with his beard. But yeah, Stevens easy. Parlay kid. I I agree with brother Bryant with Stevens. Uh, Popovich great coach, but I don't know if he has the patience to deal with youngsters. Steve Kerr, the guy only really coaches you know the brilliant ball players. Brad Stevens, we know he actually got his start. At a Butler basketball camp, yeah, as a, as a coach, that's where he started, and with the success there, I guess he fell in love with coaching, became a Butler volunteer assistant coach, and he's taken off since. So, the guy has experience as a as a camp counselor. That's where he fell in love with the game, uh, as a coach, and man, is there a better brilliant mind than basketball? Than Brad Stevens, so take Stevens at five to two. I love those odds. Imagine him like orchestrating a kickball game. Some of the plays he would design would be really great. Tate, do you have <laughs> do you have a say in this one? I'd say Stevens too, just because he, he he's a camp man, and plus all the kids would think he's just an older kid, you know, that used to right. be at camp, and now he's big like brother, in late teens, yeah, know, something like that. I'm going. Uh, I'm going. I'm going to surprise you guys. I'm going with Popovich at twelve to one. Here's my case. Nobody's getting away with any shit in the camp. You're not crossing him. <laughs> If if somebody gets hurt 
and tries to like, you know, milk an injury or something, he does exactly what he did to Kawhi. He just challenges his manhood. And at the camp, you know, you can't get the opinion of seven orthopedic surgeons. What's wrong with your calf? You, it's Pop's word of the law. I think everybody's afraid of him. And then around seven o'clock at night, I think he polishes off a bottle of wine in his tent and he's asleep by eight. And it's just a free for all at that point. It's like, oh, Pop's, Pop's done. He's asleep. And everybody just goes nuts. So I'm going pop 12 to 1. That's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. All right, best bets. Sal and the trifecta went 2 and 2 last week. Brother Bri, you lost with Daniel Berger to finish in the top 20 at the Travelers Championship. I'm so sorry about that. I know America really thought you had that one. He finished 67th. Uh, parlay kid lost with the Senegal South Senegal South uh, South Korea parlay one tie one loss, too bad there. Harry finally won one. He won with Paul Casey to finish in the top ten at the Travelers. He finished second and had like a huge Saturday and was on my Twitter feed for a couple of hours. So congratulations, Harry. And then uh, yeah, he had a four shot lead heading into Sunday. And then we talked about the great sports feuds earlier: the Yankees and the Red Sox. Well, Sal decided to bet on Nigeria and Iceland, which is another one of the great sports feuds. I think all the history between those two countries. What a rivalry. Yeah, and he won. He won with Nigeria. So um, so that's it. So this week, we'll try to go 4-0. Maybe we could get a little streak on during my one week oh. before Sal comes back. Harry, you go first. Who do you have for your best bet right. this week? My best bet this week is on Saturday uh, June 30th, I'm taking Uruguay at plus 167 to beat Portugal in the start of the second round. Of the Ooh, World Cup. Okay. okay. Uruguay comes, yep, plus 167. Uruguay comes in, like I said, 3-0. and While I said Portugal is 1-0-2, and the game they won, they were outplayed by Morocco and only had two shots on goal in that game. Uruguay has yet to give up a goal while scoring five. Star player Luis Suarez has two of them in Uruguay's games. They've outshot their opponents 15 to 7. Meanwhile, Portugal only has a two outshot differential at 11 to 9. Six corner kicks for Uruguay compared on the plus side compared to one for Portugal. So basically, after all that, I guess I could have just said if you stop Ronaldo, you're moving on to the next round. But I gave the stats anyways. So and that would have been a lot easier. But Uruguay at plus 167 to beat Portugal is my best bet of the week. Did you guys felt like he said Uruguay's name correctly, or is it Uruguay? Would, do we have a is ruling? It, what is it, really? I, I thought I it was Uruguay. I think he said it differently Ur- Uruguay. Yes. I would say Uruguay, right? But that should have been a Captain Morgan's bet. How many different ways will Harry say the country of Uruguay's name during his best <laughs> he did bet? say it every way. It was good. Well, you you covered all your bases. One of those ways was uh, definitely right. Uh, Brother Brian, who do you have for a best bet? Okay, and let me say, Harry... Harry's analysis, though, he's given out the amount of corner kick differentials to, to say you like it, right? Game, which, is like fan, which is fantastic. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to go, uh, you'll like this one, Bill, but I, I'm definitely winning this week. On Thursday, I'm going to go over two and a half in the Panama-Tunisia game, minus 125. Look, combined in the two games, they've both given up 16 goals in the, well, 16 goals combined in four games. They have nothing to play for. You were saying even before how bad Panama is. I'd be shocked if Tunisia doesn't score two goals. I, I think nobody wants to watch this game, so I see this as very, very open game, exciting game, a lot of goals considering there's really nothing to play for. So I think over over two and a half, I think this, goal, this is getting a four goal. 
Okay. Yeah. Parlay Kid? They'll jump on that. That's a pretty good one from Brian right there. And okay. I like that, Brian. Uh, but you, I, like I said before, look, I'm going Columbia this week over Senegal. Senegal. Uh, I'm, but I'm taking the exact score. So I'm going with a 2-1 to one final score at plus 850. I love the big odds. I feel like this seems a little bit uh, quite realistic, all right? Colombia needs to win this game. Senegal needs a, a draw, I think, uh, to advance. So I, I can see this is what I'm predicting. Colombia gets an early goal. Mm. If you can bet James Rodriguez to score early, to score first, bet him. Jump on him. What a player he is. Okay? Then I think Senegal going for the draw is going to get a little sloppy, trying to tie the game up. Colombia puts a second goal in at some point. Senegal, late goal to make it 2-1, to one, plus 850, final score. Colombia wins that game 2-1. to one. I Listen, I like the long odds, plus 850. That's the type of better I am. These are fantastic bets. I'm, I'm going to do Sal's best bet this week. This is controversial because I don't have the odds yet. Does that matter? No. Not at all. Okay. No. So we're putting in a $100 bet here and we're going to bet every game of the Red Sox-Yankees series and we're going to do the the pyramid scheme on the 100. So if you win the first bet, you put all of it on the second bet and you keep going through the Sunday bet. Red Sox-Yankees, Friday night. Eduardo Rodriguez versus CC Sabathia. What do we think the over on this game is going to be? Like... Ten, what do you, you guys know this nine better than me? Nine and a half, ten, Over, somewhere in there. Uh, yeah, I would say I would probably say like yeah, nine ish. Nine and a half, under mm-hmm. minus one twenty five, maybe. Yeah, that's All what right. I was thinking. I was thinking nine and a half, ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah All right. right, over for that game. That's the uh, you know when the Red Sox and Yankees play, one of the three yeah. games is is just the eleven to nine lead changes, lots of relievers. It's going to be this game going way over on Friday night. Then we go to Sat, right. and I don't know who wins. By the way, I just think it's an eleven to nine, twelve to ten. Got you. Yeah. Saturday, putting all the winnings on Chris Sale against Sonny Gray. He'll probably be what minus two fifty, minus two twenty. Against the Yankee at Yankee Sam, minus one ninety. Minus one ninety. All right, we're putting all the profits. You love it, then. You love that. Yeah. Yeah. Then you love it. Right, putting yeah. all the profits. I just won on the over. I'm putting everything on Chris Sale. All right, I'm going to win that. And then Sunday, the coup de gras. David Price. <laughs> David Price in Ooh. Yankee Stadium. Uh, a couple things I just really don't like about this as a Red Sox fan. First of all, it's a primetime Sunday night game. Second of all, Severino is pitching for the Yankees, who is just lights out and ridiculously good. And then third, it's David Price against the Yankees. This is one of those, I've already written this off mentally as a loss, and I just want to get right. through this game without David Price being destroyed psychologically for the rest of the season, and I hope he doesn't come up with some weird injury in the first inning or do any of the other weird things David Price does. Either way, it's a loss, so I'm putting all of that. So this is a three-part bet, Ponzi scheme, over Friday night, Saturday, Chris Sale money line, Sunday, Severino money line, and there you go. What do you think? I like that. That's a good one. I'm on it. I'm on it. I like it. Let's all do it. The uh, We're all on it. I can't think of a surer thing than David Price in Yankee Stadium going badly as a Red Sox fan. Yeah, it's my worst case scenario. The, the Sunday night pushes it over the top. The wide ESPN audience, 
them talking about how well he's been pitching the last nine nine games, but he's had a lot of failures against the Yankees, and he's got to get over. I I can just see where it's going, and and uh, not good. Any last thoughts, Harry? Um, I was just thinking maybe maybe with that part that probably does sound good, but maybe. You add a fourth to it. Maybe you take Japan, Poland under two and a half. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds good. I'm rooting for you. Thank you. Of course. <laughs> Last thoughts, brother Brian. I'm rooting for the Red Sox this week. Uh, well, what rooting do you think, Bill? If if I told you over under, uh, you had to bet your life on it. Over under five innings, price pitches on Sunday. Oh Jesus. I mean, I could see him getting to the sixth, but giving up like nine runs and eight hits. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I've ever won an over under. The best over under innings bet. I think the Yankees. Sonny Gray is like this too. Is Pomeranz just going under every time? He's one of those hundred and ten pitches in four innings guys. Uh, which fourth yeah. inning, it's terrible. Which is the worst so. pitcher to root for? Or those guys? Is there anything worse than that? The you so look up worse. and seventy eight pitches after two innings, and you're like, what just happened? That's <laughs> Price shows uh, up for these games. It's just he doesn't do it in the postseason. But in these type of games, he's pretty good. So you don't like my bet? Mm. Well, uh, come I'm on, just saying, Harry. They, come on, no. He's, he's it's always a chance. Always a chance with Price until the postseason. So, well, yeah. look, put it this way: if he comes through and he ruins my bet, that would make me happy as well. What? What do we? <laughs> we didn't talk about the quick and quick and loans. The, what is it? Where is the quick and loans? Quick and loans. I don't know where it is, but. Ricky Harry, Fowler's plus six fifty. Watch out! And somehow Tiger. Where is it this week? Is it in Cleveland? I don't know. Is it Cleveland? <laughs> where is it? Oh my Harry, God! You're so out of touch now with this girlfriend. Yeah, Harry, yeah, this yeah. is yeah. bad. No. I think I it's mean, in uh, DC. We, we got we got six dollar movie night tonight. By the way, Harry, I feel I feel like a a month ago you would have known where the Quicken Loans tournament was being played, and yeah. now you're, you're just. Right. I don't know. Ridiculous, Harry. Why is oh, I'm looking man. at the odds. Tiger Woods is the second best favorite. Yeah. Why would anybody ever that's, bet on Tiger Woods in a golf tournament at this point? I, I know. It, that's a great that's so true. We were talking about that uh Harry, right? We were talking about that last week. I don't know why anybody. That's why I think right Fowler's the favorite, but I kind of I kind of like him. It's a bunch of Fowler, Woods and a bunch of no names pretty much in that tournament. Um might be something to think about. Fowler, I think, took a came in second there last year or something like that. But I still have no idea where this is even taking place. Oh, it's though. in Maryland, Potomac, Maryland. All right. I'm, yeah, le- I'm leaving you guys with this because because I'll never Sal will never let me host this podcast again. I'm sure he's jealous right now of the the the, the camaraderie <laughs> and the banter. Uh, British <laughs> Open on July 22nd. My man Tommy Fleetwood is 16 to one. And that just seems like a great price because at some point over the next 18 months, he's, I feel like he's going to win a major. I just feel like yeah. he's really close. Yeah. He's been my favorite non-American golfer to watch. And I just, I like those odds. It feels like right now you could get some good British open odds. Cause it's still a month away. Like DJ's eight to one. Um, Brooks, Brooks Kepka 16 to one, but Fleetwood 16 mm. to one. You know, and there's some bad ones too, like Tiger's twenty three to one, like he has a fucking chance in hell to win the British Open. John Rahm, twenty five to one. It feels like one of these tournaments he's gonna put it together, but uh any last uh, minute we're a month away. Boy. 
Yeah, we're a month away. Any last last second? I wonder if we should jump on these now British Open bets. Boy, I think, uh, Bill, I think uh, you're dead right on uh, Tommy Fleetwood. He's right there. I mean, he's like, whatever happened to Lee Westwood, Lee Westwood's supposed to be the guy to win one, and he never has. And I think now it's time for Fleetwood. Like like you said, what's the 16 to 1? Right. Great value. And, and I do like how Stenson played at the U.S. Open. He feel, I think he's healthy. He's 25 to 1. So uh, always, uh, he, he's a viable uh, look see uh, as well at 25 to 1. Hmm. Yeah. Anybody, you guys like any of those Stop. other names I threw out or no? Well, I, I thought I could tell you that Brian won money with Fleetwood uh, at the U.S. Open. Just a few at the at the Open a few weeks ago. I think you're kind of if he's sixteen to one. Uh, wow, I think that's I think that's pretty good advice. I I, I would I think I would think to jump on that. Let's all yeah. let's all jump on it, and we'll just text out that that was the outcome of the podcast. We all jumped on Tommy Fleetwood <laughs> at sixteen to one, and and he can take a break out of the SpongeBob. Maybe it's intermission at the SpongeBob. Uh, <laughs> Musical. Anyway, all right, fellas. I know you're coming back next week to do the hot dog contest, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Why not? All right, all right. (laughs) Great job. It was a pleasure, Harry. uh, Don't fall in love too hard, and uh, and hopefully the Red Sox Yankees series will be a bloodbath with at least a couple brawls. Thanks to Tate. Tate, any last words? No. Enjoyed it, guys. All right. Rookie of the year, Colin Sexton. Yeah. There you go. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. All right, that's it. Cousin Sal is back next week. Don't forget to check out the Bill Simmons podcast. We have free agency coming up very, very, very soon for the NBA World Cup. Some celebrity guests, a whole bunch of things. And don't forget to check out theringer.com slash shop for our latest new T-shirts, including One Shining Podcast. Finally got a T-shirt as well as uh, stickers and dad hats and a whole bunch of stuff. And if you want the Generate Trifecta T-shirts, all you have to do is Alex Lee on Twitter. I think he's on, yeah, he's on Twitter. Find Alex Lee. He works for the ringer. Just badger him on Twitter that you want to buy a trifecta t-shirt. And after about probably three tweets, he'll, he'll probably do it. Or at least if you want Harry's face, whatever you want to do. Uh, thanks. It was an honor. Talk to you soon. Nah, nah, nah.